Hi everybody and welcome back to Throne of Dice. Uh, this is your friendly lunch lady Sheila, because your dungeon master didn't want to go looking through the entire thing for audio clips. So now I'll be doing your intros. So last we saw your friends, they started in a dungeon and then they were sentenced to death and slavery. They got hijacked by my friends, who then took them focusing through the woods, and that's where they met that Azura lady that's super awesome. I think she's really pretty, and I think her, she, she's some real competition for my little rowing. So they met, and then there was a necromancer with a crazy little doodad blade that allowed him to control the deck. They took that, then they ended up in Cypher on the way through, and they met a medium named Melby, who told them they'd all be evil, and then she lost her eyesight. It was really gross. They ran from there, came to here. Oh, there was some some shenanigans with Calypso, and then they did some things, and then they, uh, then they met me, which was honestly the best part of this whole story so far. I don't know how they're gonna top that. And then we got attacked. And then, um, a little town got attacked. They're, they, your heroes are all getting sent out to war or something. I don't know. I just work here. So, uh, I'll see you guys at breakfast later. We got a special on the pancakes. Because uh, I'm not going to tell you what's in it. You're going to have to get a nice big surprise. Bye. <laughs> Where we left off on episodes 9 and 10 was you guys had just been told to go to Lashen's office and Lashen let you know that the small town of Toth and Jerome had been a, um, had suddenly been grown over with a bunch of wilderness very suddenly in a way that people don't, like it doesn't normally happen and there were signs of necromancy in the area. So you guys were being set, sent on mission. And the last thing in Lashen's office was Rowan telling you all that they had, that he and Azura had done the do. And <laughs> Jackie's character and Jenna's character and Tika were all being sent back to the dorm to grab to pack up and grab things. And Azura and Rowan were to head to the armory to get all of the weapons ready. So all of your weapons that you had left in the armory when you first got here for safekeeping, they were they're all over there. So um, Azura and Rowan went to go get those ready for you. Are you so sure they just go to do the do again? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, definitely not. Azura has some words for him. Okay, so um, Lashin dismisses you, and we're gonna start with Azira and Rowan. And as you guys all like, kind of head into the ar- into the hallway and go your separate ways, you notice that people are decorating the halls, and that the Winter Solstice Festival is being decorated for. And it is dawning on you that the first time that you've had a whole group of people to go to a Winter Solstice Festival with, you suddenly are not gonna be there for it. You guys 
will be on mission while everybody else gets to party. And it's really fucking sad. So as we follow uh, Azira and Rowan down to the armory, there's this awkward tension. And, and Rowan turns to you and says, um, I'm sorry, I just wanted them to shut up. I suppose I can understand that. But I really don't like lying. You know that. I, I, I know. But I mean, when are we ever going to stop getting picked on for something if they just keep telling us to do it? How are we ever going to feel comfortable getting to that stage if they're always on our butts about it? Like, I don't I don't know if you even want to get to that stage. I don't even know if that's where we're headed. I mean, we haven't even talked about being in a relationship yet. And I just I just wanted them to stop. Oh, he's so awkward. I do have to say, though, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you tell her, Odd Bell will always pick on you. <laughs> <laughs> she's got nothing else to do she's got no family so she just picks on you fair fair but especially rowan because he's a dumbass <laughs> Uh, when he starts, when he trains, I'm going to switch his D20s so he's got a better chance of fighting. And the universe so... hates him. The universe it won't matter what dice you use. <laughs> That'll be exactly it. The universe hates him and I. it doesn't matter. It has. I can switch the die to the good die that, t- that Tika uses and it still just won't fucking work. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, so Rowan, Rowan's just like really awkward and kind of leading you to the armory. Uh, I'll forgive you for it this time. But next time, talk to me before you do something like that, please. Okay, I guess I can do that. Thank you. And she's going to kind of sidle up and pinky hold for 0.2 seconds before getting back to business. So you guys are, um, you guys are headed to the, or no, it's not the winter solstice, it's the summer solstice because it's the southern hemisphere. Sorry, summer solstice decorations are being set up and Christmas decorations and every other manner of holiday cheer is being added to the walls. And in the main foyer, there's this, on one side, there's this big pine tree all decorated and on the other side, there's a palm tree. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Here. They have two trees to uh, signal signal the balance between summer and winter. Also, I just wanted a palm, palm tree for no reason. Because I think it's dumb. <laughs> Anyways, so Tika, Oddbell, and Fluffles head back to their room for supplies. Do you guys say anything to each other? What do you guys do? Fluffle goes to find Murphy and Hillier. Okay, so they were in, they're in the living room when you get there. And Hillier looks at you uh, really concerned because he saw the whole kerfuffle of you guys leaving the um, the cafeteria in a mad rush. And um, Murphy's playing with some toys that Hillier bought at the stores downstairs. Um, and Toys R Us. Okay. <laughs> he like got something from the little trinket store and was like, ah, these will make good toys. Keys. Just let him play with keys. <laughs> I think I think one of the carpent the people in the carpentry uh, sect just like he had them make little wood blocks for him with the alphabet on it. Aww. And you come in and Murphy's chewing on one of the blocks. Fluffle <laughs> is just like that. But then he like motions at Hillier. He's just like I need to talk to you in the room first. And uh, he nods and Tika Tika does a little salute that says like I'll watch the kid. And he's <laughs> so in over his head. He just looks at the kid and he like kind of picks up his arm a little bit and gives it a look and is like I don't know what I'm doing and then like drops it and lets the kid play with the blocks. Waffles is okay with this because he seems pretty preoccupied already with the 
off. So he's just like, oh my goodness. Thank, thank you, Tika. And he just kind of nods back, like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so um, he follows you into a room, a side room, I guess. Uh, probably, because I need to get ready and grab my grab my shit. Okay, so yeah, he follows you into your room and closes the door. So I feel like while all this conversation is... Going, <laughs> I fell. <laughs> Not yet. That, that was Jenna. Uh, that was Jenna. Okay. Not yet. But no, I, I feel like while this whole conversation is going on, Fluffles is packing. And he just looks at Hillier and he says, so we've been sent on a mission. Oh, already? You've, uh, you've, you've only, you, you've only been here about, about, about like two weeks, two weeks. Fluffles nods and says, well, apparently Washington thinks we're ready. Well, well um, I mean, the, the, the great, the great Fluffles is on the team. He just kind of laughs like, yeah, no, but he does look at him fondly and then he kind of stops for a second and he reaches into his closet and he pulls something out and it, it's a little box and he was planning on giving it to Murphy for the uh, solstice celebration mm-hmm. and he just looks at Hillier and he says um, given this to Murphy we'll be up to you now and he kind of hands it over uh, you did you did don't want to want to wait till you you get back um Fluffles just kind of says no I have a special surprise for him when I get back but this will just be something to tide him over oh, oh okay okay I'll, I'll make sure he gets it and and just so you guys know what it is so it, it's a little wood train that Fluffles carved out of twigs and sticks that he collected on the way to uh, to the area while they were going through the forest oh I love that <laughs> okay and then I'm it, is it wrapped up and Hillier can't see it right yeah but just just so the rest of you guys know what it is and then Fluffles is gonna hand to Hillier another little package and he's just not gonna say anything he's just gonna look at him like I don't know how to do this so here Hillier's gonna look a little confused well, well who, who who do you want to get to get this to so I imagine Fluffles is doing you know that thing when people are nervous his like hands are behind his back he's kind of looking down and his feet shuffling a bit oh <laughs> and when Hillier says that he just kind of like um uh you me should should I, I open it now Fluffles just kind of like nods his head like I want to see your face and he's kind of looking at him at the side of his eye because he can't bring himself to look at him full on yet because he's just like brushing or blushing this eggplant purple okay and then so Hillier tears into it and like gingerly takes it out and so what what he sees is he sees um this is another thing carved out of a kind of a thicker stick that Fluffles had picked up but it's only maybe three inches long and it's just a little rose with a vine like what Hillier can control just kind of wrapped around it oh my god Hillier is awestruck he, he can't get his jaw to close he's got like his his jaw is just dropped and he's like oh, wow, wow that this is the the, the most beautiful gift I've I've ever received. Thank you. Oh. And he's looking Fluffles. at you. He's not sure what to do because he's like, man, I want to fucking kiss this drow, but I don't know if I should. I, I feel like Puffles is just kind of look up at him kind of sidelong again, and he's just going to, um, how do I want to put this? With his reaction, he's going to be like, I, well, I'm really surprised at that because if you think it's so beautiful, it's perfect for you. And like, he's just really, really shy about it and just like, I don't know how to do this. I feel uh, so awkward. I think, I think Hillier just kind of like like tentatively comes up to you and he cups your face and looks into your eyes and he says thank you and he goes in and he leans in 
for a kiss. No, I don't know if Fluffles fucks this up. I feel like Fluffles fucks this up and pecks him on the cheek or something. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so you do that. Make a dex save for me. Because <laughs> it's really hard to fuck something up with someone else's guiding your face to theirs. Keisha, I rolled a three. <laughs> How do I? Okay. And she um, found a way to fuck it up. Like, and my dex save, so plus yeah. six. So it's fine. <laughs> I don't know if she rolled a failure and ended up missing or if she rolled a failure to peck his cheek and ended up kissing what if, him. What if What if they just, like, smashed teeth? <laughs> or, like, Fluffles awkwardly got the side of Hillier's lips while going for his cheek. I was gonna say, in the in the terms of D&D, because he's doing it as a reaction and his goal is to move to kiss him on the cheek, he'll try, but his face won't move, and they'll kiss on the lips. Yes, that's what happens. I like that. <laughs> so they, they Fuffles, kiss. Then Fuffles' eyes just like really wide and he goes like an even deeper purple. And uh, it's not even like a deep kiss. It was just like a small peck. And then Hillier leans back, chuckles and says, get, get, get ready to go. I'll see you when you get back. Fuffles just kind of nods like, okay. Um, speechless, not speaking, no words, um, okay. And, uh, Hillier goes out into the living room to go see Murphy. Um, Oddbell, what do you do? Well, hello. So I think Oddbell is probably just gonna, like, sit under, sit by the Christmas tree and just fuck with the decorations. (laughs) You didn't even go to go get packed, you just stayed in the foyer. No, I got distracted, okay? I got distracted. Found some, found some fun things to, to play with. And I think Wilson's probably just gonna be, like, rowing. Wilson is my tail i named wilson i named my tail wilson (laughs) and then i um yeah probably just like throwing ornaments around probably just fucking shit up or like keeping an eye out i feel like wilson's probably actually instead of throwing things he's probably looking around keeping an eye out so if people come to be like hey can you stop fucking around with the christmas tree i'll be like i don't know what you're talking about but christmas tree (laughs) uh where's your familiar oh just wrapped around me just snuggling and what's your what's your familiar's name what have you decided on its name to be we we talked about this and i do not remember what i decided to name wait 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 i might have we named it to late as submitted by at more underscore quest or one more quest on twitter to late how do you spell that again till to late t-a-l-a-i-t-h haha to late yes my stake's name is to late which is super dope so what's to late doing uh probably just snuggling me nice uh, do you wear like a boa like a like a feather boa <laughs> except it's absolutely i think also sometimes he'll they'll wrap around my my staff when i'm walking so it looks super sick badass quarterstaff just wrapped around in a snake nice but probably just snuggling hanging out probably like poking me with its tail being like we should probably go pack now <laughs> so uh back in the room Tika has noticed had noticed that odd bell was not there and he decided to pack for her and he's carrying two big bags of stuff and he's gesturing at like he goes to fluffles door pecks on the door like a knock fluffles fluffles just opens the door really frazzled yep ready ready um ready and you see uh you see Hillier with Murphy playing and Hillier looks up at you and gives you a wink. Fluffles <laughs> blushes again. And Murphy sees you and goes, Fluffy! Oh, that's um, cute. Fluffles is gonna go over to Murphy and he's gonna pick him up and he's gonna swing him around before putting him into a hug and resting him on his hips for a second and he's just gonna look at Murphy and he's gonna say, so little one, I have to leave on a mission really quick, but I'll be back. Hillier has a surprise for you while I'm gone. And then I have a surprise for 
back. Surprise! Surprise, then, little one. And he like claps his little hands, and he's so he's really excited. He's surprise, surprise now, surprise now. And he's gonna say, "No, little one, you have to be patient." Aww. Old Waffles is gonna back for um Hillier, and he's gonna say, "It's so you don't miss me too much while I'm gone. You get that while I'm gone, and then when I get back, I'll give you something even better." Okay. And then he's gonna give him a squeeze, and he's, he's just gonna kind of whisper. I'm going to miss you, little one. You'll be back. I promise. I'm always coming back to you. And he throws his arms around your neck again. And then he gives him a big squeeze. And then he passes it back to Hillier. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. He's not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he pries himself away. He, he struggles. And you can see tears in his eyes when you walk away. But you also see Tigger going, we gotta go. Fluffles with him a kiss. He said, and then as he's walking out, I promise I'll be back. No, Fluffy, is what you hear as the door closes. Puffles is crying a little. Ticka says, we'll be back. He's okay. Kids cry too much. And Puffles isn't going to react to that too much because he's really trying not to cry either. Fair. Ticka doesn't understand children. <laughs> At all. At all. He's like, feed them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my boy, no. Tick is just like, yeah, some action. Let's get to the action. So they start walking down the hallway and they come to the top of the stairs just as Odd Bell has decided she's going to get up and go get her stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, super behind on that. I'm just last minute. Oh, hi there. Sorry. One second. I promise I'll only be five minutes. And then she takes 15 minutes. She takes a long time. <laughs> Um, God damn the, it, odd. <laughs> well, well, no, he, uh, Ticker comes down the stairs and he just passes off your bag to you. <gasps> oh, oh, my friend, thank you so much. Gotta go. I guess so, only because you say so. And then you guys get to the armory, which is on the way, it's like in this hallway on the way to the portal room, which is in the basement. And you see Azura and Rowan giggling about whatever they were talking about. I assume <laughs> that they had another conversation in it amongst there. We probably just talked about playfully made plans for when we would actually cross that line. <laughs> oh, let's go through this conversation. What is no, happening? I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so um, you guys had been quiet for a couple moments while you guys were setting up all the all the equipment and Rowan says, so um, <clears throat> um, when when would we cross that line? Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ball. I don't know if she's in the room, but either way, it's just like a reflex. She just does it anyway. She's still up by the tree at that point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Can't save you. Well, I tell you what. We'll be busy fighting bad guys for the next little bit. When we get back. Oh. When we get back. In celebration of making it through. Oh, and he gets awkward. And he's like, oh, I didn't... Ex in his mind, he's I, I did not expect that to work out. <laughs> <laughs> He's taken aback. Oh, um, okay. I look forward to it. <laughs> Azura's gonna sidle up next to him and she's gonna kind of scoop his face and give him a smooch and be like, I hope you do look forward to it. <laughs> she's gonna fuck it up because I fucked it up. It's canon now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets even more like awkward because he's oh man, this never works. What the fuck? Okay, go with it. We're gonna go with it. And uh, he spends the rest of the conversation trying to be light and airy and uh, not like you just gave him the biggest boner. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the the guys walk in. Oh, you two, of course. I was wondering why I coughed up that hairball. Goodness gracious. Oh, <laughs> and I put it in my pocket for later. <laughs> you know that this is a thing that she does. It's great, Clint. Kindling. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Oh my god. Can you imagine burning cat hair? Ugh. Gross. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> it would smell so bad. <laughs> okay. I feel like Fluffles were to Rowan and he just pats him on the shoulder. See? I told you you could do better. That's so Rude fluffles. What? Am I such a terrible option? So, um, because the last episode he was talking about Calypso, he told him he could do better, and then he pushed him towards you. Oh, in episode seven. So he's told you, told you you could do better. You did it, man. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you guys get all of your stuff and you guys come out of the room and Rowan starts to lead you towards the portal room and he's like, so we're going to head out through the portal and it'll take us to Fairhaven. And so the thing to know about the portal is that to the towns, this is a one-way portal. The only way to get back here by portal is through one of the orders. So once you go, it's a one-way trip unless you want to walk all the way back here. Okay. You guys don't know where the other orders are, so we will we will do one second. I have to, I have to open up a map for myself because I need to know where we are in space and time. He says, so what we're going to do is we're going to head to Fairhaven. It's a one-way portal. The closest order is the East Campus, and we can either do that or we can try to take the the rivers back up through Glenfell like we did before, like we usually do when we come back from mission on the side of the, or the, the middle part of the continent. It'll kind of be up to whatever happens while we're out there and how the Tor- Torx supporters are doing, because sometimes they like to act like bandits and, well, you guys know. So as you guys are gearing up in the chamber and you guys have all your weapons and your supplies is there anything else you guys want to say to each other before things start bro azura is gonna kind of sidle up to rowan and ask him i don't really use portals very often is there anything i should be aware of am i gonna feel sick well how did you feel after we met with the person that we can't talk about oh Right. It'll be a lot like that. Okay. So as you guys are all talking and chit-chatting, suddenly there's this purple-greenish swirling smoke that starts to swirl and rip through space in the middle of the room. And you guys take a look to Tika and Rowan to see if this is normal, and they both look shocked as hell. And, like, this is not normal. This happens just as Long John walks in, and he's also going, what the fuck is happening? Because Long John was supposed to be the person that turned on the portal for you. Fuck. Can I do like a check or something? Go for it. Like an arcane, like an arcana. Sure. I got a 21. This is portal magic. <laughs> you got so fine to me. <laughs> what? Fine to me. It's just portal magic. And as this, as the portal fully opens, three haggard people come stumbling through the vortex, coughing and trembling and smelling of smoke, which you know could only happen if they were at one of the orders. One is a half-orc woman with a chainmail and a strong jaw. The second is a male changeling. And the third that is unconscious and being carried by them is someone Oddbell recognizes like night recognizes day. It is a face you have loved your whole life and a face you thought was forever gone from your sight. His face is older now and he has battle scars. His clothes are drenched in blood and the distinct smell of burnt cat fur has filled the room. The end of his tail is fixed with a metal dagger and he has even more piercings than you do. As you gaze upon his unconscious face, you recognize the face of your long lost brother Karsten, who you last saw looking at you in panic as he forced you through the floorboards. Oh my in, God. The t- in the time it took you to realize
realized it was him, he was already be ru- being rushed down the hall by Sir Long John, who had taken him from the trem- his trembling companions. The moment, oh, Karst- the moment Karsten left their arms, they collapsed to the floor panting. Oddbell's running down the hallway. Yeah, fuck these guys. I got inflict wounds and healing word and, and uh, mending and spare the dying and remove curse. And I even got bestow curse for anyone who comes in my way. So I'm ready. I'm suddenly, running. Suddenly, one of, as, as Oddbell's running, one of them screams horrendously, destroy the portal, destroy it now. And Rowan's going, what? But before you can think Rowan, long about, sorry? Let Rowan do it. <laughs> Before you can think long about it, two things slip through the portal behind them. They are something you recognize. All of you recognize them. They are creatures from your nightmares. They are something you only heard stories about until you had met Melby, you had never seen them in real life. Mm-hmm. As dark gray eyes with purple-hued skin, they wear long cloaks with emblems of a dragon tooth on their chest and tentacles protrude from their face like an octopus. You see two mind flayers. Everyone roll initiative. Fuck. And Jenna just took off down the hallway. Hi everybody, it's your friendly Dungeon Master Keisha speaking, and it's been a really long time. I know we released Galchat last week, the second episode, it covers chapter two if you haven't heard it already, and this week we finally release episode 11 after so, so long. I know, I'm ready to get back into the story too, and this chapter is, I'm not gonna lie, it's super heart-wrenching. So I I caution you as we have episodes to come that you brace yourselves for some really heartbreaking and tragic events because this world I created is terrible and I have no regrets, honestly. (laughs) I know it gets really dark, but I have no regrets. So as you're listening to this, this week, you're listening on Patreon, you can hear it as early as Tuesday. If you're listening to this on the regular stream, then you're hearing this on Thursday. But I wanted to let you know that this week, at the beginning of the week on Monday, Jackie gave birth to her son, Clark, and we're all super, super happy for her. And we're really, really excited to have this new member of the Todd fam. I hope we all wish her a very steady recovery from giving birth and some luck as she takes on this new little bundle of joy, our real life Murphy, as we've been saying. I just talked about Patreon. Well, for those of you that have been patrons with us through this six month hiatus where my computer would not edit in Audition at all. Thank you so much for sticking through it with us and for supporting us even through no content being released because, I mean, when the software doesn't work, you have no other options. We're all fixed, everything's running perfectly, and we have so much content coming for you. So as for Labyrinth, which is our the bonus series that we have going on, Patreon right now. We will have to pause that because Jackie is going on maternity leave and won't be able to record with us until about August. And then we'll reach out with to Justin and finish up that labyrinth arc for you. In the meantime, I will be starting a new mini series with the girls, just the three of us. Just make it a little bit relaxed and to have a little bit of hootenanny and shenanigans. Shenanigans, I don't know. I don't know English apparently. But we are going to start that very shortly. The next release, I will give you some more details about that. And 
As for Confessions of a Dungeon Master, I'm going to reach out to a couple more Dungeon Masters and see if I can get them on the line with me, and then I'll start releasing those on Patreon as well. As for our merch, we're still trying to figure that out. I have to touch base with everybody that was on the project before we weren't able to release stuff and start building that, those relationships back up and getting back in touch with people. So coming out of this hiatus, it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, but also not. Expect a lot of content coming and for us to start picking things back up. I am sorry to say that I'm not quite sure what's happening with Poison Dice. We haven't really heard from the Poison Dice team in a while. We haven't recorded since recording episode two, which started right around the time that all of our tech issues started. So I will keep you updated about that. If you really, really liked it, please let us know in on Twitter or in our Discord, and uh, we'll try to get back to people on whether that's gonna go forward. As for Throne of Dice going forward, we have so many plot explosions happening in this chapter. You can expect a lot of After Hours series to also make their way to Patreon this arc. So. If you have any requests or anything you'd like to let us know, please see us on Twitter at Throne of Dice is our tag. We also shouted out at One More Quest uh, on Twitter, and they were the ones that suggested that we name Talaith the way that we did. And yeah, that that's uh, I think that's all I have to say. So. Again, please consider supporting the show on Patreon and let us know anything you need to tell us about the show through Twitter. And we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. How far away am I now? <laughs> this all happens in quite a bit of time. I'd say that Long John had taken him almost all the way down the hallway up to the stairs and you were about halfway down the hallway. Okay, well, I got a natural 20, 22 for an initiative. Oh, so. no. I rolled a three. Oh, 21. Uh, Fluffles rolled a 21. Azira rolled a three. Owen rolls a... This character sheet it can't just be a seven. It can't just be a seven. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is. No, it's a ten. Still not great, oh. but it's still better. Keisha. Yeah. Can we say that they were like when they screamed, "Destroy the portal!" Like Fluffles instantly went to push it over or something. You can't. It's just swirling magic. You don't know how to destroy it. And um, Fluffles is just what do I do? Oddball. What's your what's your modifier for Dex? My Dex modifier yeah. is less two. Okay, you're gonna go before Tika does then, because he rolled a 22 as well. Oh. The order goes Oddbell, Tika, Fluffles, the Mind Flayers, Rowan, and then... Oh, do I have to roll for my, my snake too? Uh, sure. Go for it. Got a 19. 19. Neat. So, Talaith gets a 19, which will adjust the order. Yeah. Should I roll for Slade and uh, the other one? No, I don't think they're in this fight. They're basically dead. Okay. So, now the order is Oddbell, Tika, Fluffles, Talaith, the Mind Flayers, Rowan, and Azura. Okay. So, everybody with magic must now make a wisdom save as well. So, so that, that includes Fluffles' cantrip? No, Fluffles is not. Uh, no. Okay. 
Okay. I have to do a wisdom save? Yes. Because I use magic. Whoa. Yes. Got a 23. Suck it, bitch. I got a 13 plus 6. You saved. Awesome. Good job. Otherwise, you would be at the mercy of the mind players. Good job, but. I hopefully don't have to make that save once. <laughs> I feel like every time we come across a mind flare, we'll have to roll. Hmm. Yes. Crazy. Weird. <laughs> okay. So odd. The portal still open. Yep. Fuck. 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 First order of business. I think. Um, um. So you're halfway down the hallway, and does anybody yell about the mind flares, or will Odd Bell even know? Fluffles does. Okay. Fluffles just yells, "Odd Bell, get back here!" But you don't understand. It's my brother. There's mind flares. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Never mind. Okay. Uh. But I, so I do. I see him like get carried away. Uh. Yeah. You get. You see him get carried up the hallway, up the, um, up the staircase Fluffles, towards the infirmity. Infirmary. Fluffles also yells, "Tell them to warn the rest. Walk this place down." What Fluffles said. I yell. So you see Rowan running to a control panel on up by the the door, and it. Uh. Does Oddbell come back into the room? Uh. Yeah. So I have thirty feet of speed, but I also have feline agility. When you move on your turn in combat, you can double your speed until the end of your turn. So it, so it's kind of like a, a, a dash, but if I wanted to dash, I could move 120 feet if I wanted to. Okay, so you're first, you're first in the order. Uh, what do you do? So I... So what I do is I uh, look after my brother and get this like stoic time to go kick some ass. He'll be fine. I go, I thought he was dead all this time. If he's dead now, like it doesn't... I can, I can save him. Like I know I can save him. So I run back into the room and I do I have enough speed to to touch one? Yes. Great. I'm gonna inflict wounds. My go-to. Got an 18. Yep, you're good. Okay, so 3d10 plus 4. 23 damage. Uh 23. Good job. Um, and then I don't know if I Ooh. Hmm. Could you just out of happenstance, how big are mind flares? Mm-hmm. Roughly two feet in diameter? Um they're a medium aberration, so so could I stick one so, in my bag of holding? Um, given the opportunity, your bag of holding is gross. Yeah, uh, and ratty, and you run the risk of destroying it entirely. Well, it destroys them then. Well, you can try. Um, how big is the opening? Roughly two feet in diameter. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and the mouth and four feet deep. It can carry up to five hundred pounds, not excluding a volume of sixty-four cubic feet. Do you have two actions? I don't, but this is for next time. Oh, okay. Next in the order is Tika, and he. He is going to use his rapier. Oh, no, he's going to stay at range. He's going to use his longbow, and he misses uh, the first attack, and then he's going to try again with the second attack, and he hits, and... Oh, that's that's, uh, a good change for what... He did damage to the same one that... uh, Or no, to the other one. That's... That's how much. Okay, yay. Math. Head math. Next in the order is to late or uh, fluffles. Okay, how far am I away from this? You are about ten feet away from them. And how how big am I? Or like how big is the room? The room is about thirty feet in diameter. You're closer to the entrance. The very center is where they step through the portal. There's a big window on the other side, looking out into the into a part of the courtyard on the south side of the campus. So kind of towards where you guys came from, Dead Pine. 
forest and if they get into the um if they get past you guys into the hallway before uh rowan can shut it down they could have everybody in the compound fucked over okay well yeah they're all magic users yeah fucking okay so i feel bubbles is gonna and he's going as he does he's gonna draw his one rapier and he's gonna extend the his arm rapier and he's gonna go at them like he's gonna hit them but you can all see him visibly shaking and i think what ends up happening is instead of him actually going to attack like he normally would you guys see him disappear for a second and show up like right on the other side of them and he looks kind of translucent and he just kind of looks at himself and starts screaming so all you see is pink (laughs) (laughs) is that your action okay so next is (laughs) talaith oh talaith talaith is probably going to be like, um, what the fuck? My computer kicked me out of World 20. I didn't realize that. One moment. Sorry. While she's figuring that out, um, Keisha, did they get hit by any of the pink bubbles? Ooh, good um, point, point. You're, yes, you're a little far away from them, but it'll it'll take about six seconds for your bubble, like another six seconds. So at the end of the next turn, a few bubbles will jump over to them. Well, it's okay. every, yeah, at the end of the round. Yeah, at the beginning of levels next turn, it'll hit them if they don't move. Giant poison okay. snake. Okay, so she, so Talaith is going to, I guess, just bite one. So it's gonna, so it's like probably like in my cloak that it shoots out of my arm, bites him, and then recoils back in because I don't want the snake to get hit. Okay. I don't have snaky armor yet. So that is a six. Nope. Great, awesome. So then Talaith just crawls back into my my jacket. She doesn't need to be out here. <laughs> she can hide. Okay. So the mind flare that you hit uh, is gonna go after you. Of course. Um, and gonna hit you with its tentacles and it rolled a nat one and hit itself oh this is wonderful i laugh beautiful Um, (laughs) i thought you were supposed to be scary damn it's just killing itself at this point and it's real dazed from that (laughs) wow he must have rolled real bad says azura (laughs) the next one is gonna go after tika so actually it's gonna go after everybody in the room everybody must succeed on a 15 intelligence saving throw. Everyone? Yeah. Fuck. My dice flew across the fucking room. Let's see what this number is. It better be good. That was a mighty throw. 19. 19? You saved. 18. So with 18 you save. I rolled an 8. An eight? Okay, so you're gonna take 22 psychic damage. Fuck. I just realized that my Tikka sheet is old. Oh. He's got actually another D8 of health points in this, which didn't give him much. <laughs> I'll fix that later. I'll fix him later. But he also didn't save. Uh-huh. Tikka didn't save and you're laughing at him? Oh no, not Tikka. I thought you were talking about Rowan. I was like, he never saved. Uh, I don't Rowan know. did save this time. What? Damn it. Well, that's good. Because uh, Azura wait. didn't. Wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> I assumed that he had plus one to intelligence. He did not. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, those two are instantly down at half. <laughs> okay. You're kill your party already, Keisha. <laughs> the next person in the order is Azura. Lashen has 
he's back at his office the last you well, saw him. he should hurry the F Oh no, up. it's Rowan. Prob- it's Rowan next. Like Sorry, what? Lashin is probably like getting everybody as far away as they can right now. Lashin's probably just getting told by somebody. That's true. Because, <laughs> uh... Only been, like, what, a few seconds? Yeah, like, lo- like Long John just went up the door and you guys just started the fight, so... <laughs> like, the only person that left the room that knows about this is Long John. And Karsten, but Karsten's unconscious. Yeah. Okay, so the next okay. one is Rowan. Rowan's going to go... He's not going to fight them. He's going to go for the control panel to try and lock things down. So he's going to make that, and then I'm going to have him roll a, um, intel... Uh, I don't know, a history check to see if he knows what to do, because, I mean, he's seen it happen, but I don't know if he knows every button to press. <laughs> okay, so that was a cockeyed 17 and a 4. I'm going to go with a 17. Fuck it. <laughs> he knows which button to press. Nice. So he presses the alarm button, and then he presses the lockdown button, and you see the window suddenly, everything slams shut. A bunch of steel comes down, and at the end of the hallway, you see another steel thing come down before the stairs, and you guys are locked into the basement. Um, And because he has two actions, he's going to turn around, and he's going to throw a javelin at it. And it nicks it on the ear, but it doesn't hit. So the next one in the order is Azura. Okay. So Azura realizing that shit is going down, she's like, I think it's time to hit you with some old Thor action. Well, actually, before she says that, how big is the room that we're in? Like how uh, how 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 high is it? How high? Um, it's about say about thirty feet high. And how wide around? Like forty feet. 30, 40 feet. So I'll it does just say not it's have... definitively 40 feet. It's okay, like so a it does not have a 60 foot radius. So never mind, I'm not going to do that. She's going to cast Moonbeam. Uh, and she's going to say, it's time to light this place up. And she's going <laughs> to... I just imagine you doing like a Sailor Moon pose. <laughs> so are you doing the one that Jenna attacked or the one that uh, Tika attacked? I'm going to do Moonbeam. Shines down in a five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point. How, Who looks the how most close are the mind flares to each other? They're about like 10, not well, seven feet from each other. Jenna's attacked the one on, if you're facing away from the hallway, she's attacked the one on the left and Tikka's attacked the one on the right. Okay, who, uh, I, I don't know if you're allowed to tell me this, but which one has the least amount of health? Because that's the one I'll hit. You would assume the one that Jenna hit because it's been hit more than just once. True. Okay, I will cast Moonbeam on that guy. Wait, no! <gasps> which one? Um, do either of them have my friends that aren't within five feet of him? Uh, the one that took a hit doesn't have anybody within five feet of him. Okay, then I will hit that one instead with Moonbeam. I don't want this to hit none of my party peeps. Uh, and I'm going to cast at that cast it, yeah, just at the second level. A silvery beam of pale light when the creature it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage. It needs to surpass a constitution 14. Uh, it rolled a 9. Awesome! So it hit! Let's roll damage. Yes! I'm so excited! 2d10. These ones... 
Let's go with uh, Jesus. It never hits as hard as I want it to. Makes me so mad. I rolled a two and a three. A two and a four. Okay. He laughs. It's radiant damage, though. They are not. Are they weak to anything? One second. Uh, they're not weak to it. Damn it. Okay. Um. Fuck! So- I can't believe that didn't hit. Uh, and she's gonna do an insight to see if she can figure out what it's weak to, and that'll be her turn. If that's something that you'll let me do. I oh wait, it has advantage on sp- saving throws against spells. Oh. I didn't save this time either. Got a four, so you you still did stuff to it. Okay. It doesn't have any that you can think of. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. So uh, I need everybody to that roll that does magic to roll another wisdom save. Gross. Fuck. <laughs> I really don't want to do this. <laughs> but I made it again on this one. Uh, Nineteen Ooh, plus six. Jenna, with a nat twenty, you do not have to roll on the next round. Oh yeah. I rolled a nineteen plus six, so twenty-five. Perfect. Okay, so next in the order is Oddbell. That's me. Okay, so uh, my my goal, I want to put the Mind Flayer in the bag of holding. How would you like me to go about that? You describe to me what you want to do. So what I want to do is I want to take out my bag of holding and I'm like, I know that if I break this with something in it, they just go to a different plane and I don't have to worry about it anymore. And the have faster you put I- anything... Have you no, put anything I haven't put in anything. Okay. I have not put anything in it yet. Okay. So I'm going to try and just uh, open up the bag of holding and then just make just, a... Uh, but it's an audio thing, so you can't really see what I'm doing. But Make a dexterity sit? Like roll athletic. dexterity or athletics? Let's let's roll athletics, yeah. Please roll well. Please roll well. I got an 18. Nice. So, yeah, you get it fresh over his head, and how do you plan to get him entirely in it? I'm just going to keep pushing. Do you want me to do, like, a strength check or something? Yeah. Yeah, maybe roll a strength check to see if you can knock him over so he goes into it entirely. Um, I got a to 12. That was enough to make him stumble enough for you to get it underneath his feet. Oh, okay. So does so, that mean he's in He's in it. <gasps> Dope. Okay. Now my second question. Now this is another Jenna question. Can I get the other one in? It carries five hundred pounds. It carries five hundred pounds. I don't know how many pounds a fucking mind player is. God damn. Well, five hundred not exceeding volume of sixty-four cubic feet. You can. I, I'll say you can do if you can get it over his head without the other one falling out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yay! 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 Okay, that's gonna be my next turn. Okay. Um. So next in the order is uh, also Jenna. Totally. Wins to steal from freaking Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> no, I'm not planning on cutting their head off. I'm just planning on on throwing them back through the portal or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I next, that. next is Tikka, and he's gonna gonna come at it with his with his rapier. He misses with the first attack and with the second, and then the next one is the it is Fluffles. So Fluffles is gonna go after the one that is left. I guess. Can you can you roll damage for um, the mind flare on the bubbles? And then Jenna, can you make a deck? save to see if you got hit by them as well. Uh, not to the bubbles? Yeah. Dex plus three. Wow, my computer is going very well today. I got a natural 20. You dodge out of the way of the bubbles. Seven. Seven damage. Nice. Perfect. Okay, so what were you gonna do? Okay, so I'm just figure out again. Plus dex. Dex is plus three. Okay. Does a 17 hit? Uh, yep. Okay, perfect. So what Fluffles is gonna do, um, and second question, is he distracted? Like, is he not paying attention to Fluffles? He just got hit with your bubbles so he's now on 
now he's focused on you. Okay, so Fluffles is going to run up at him, and he's going to raise both his rapiers, and he's essentially just going to swipe at him. Okay, um, roll an attack. That was my attack for 17. Oh, 17. Then yeah, you hit. Okay. And then the 15 damage. Okay. Okay, so you come up to it, you come running at it, and you double slash it across the chest, and in the same swipe, you cut off part of Tika's arrow that was embedded in his chest, and he stumbles backwards. So like, for First, these bubbles hit him and his skin sizzles and gets gross. And then you slash at him and triple fucked him up. The next next one, the order is Talaith. Talaith. She is probably going to just... What can she do? I don't know if she can do anything helpful right now. Yeah, I don't think... I think she's just going to hold her action. So if the uh, Mind Flayer comes towards me, then it will try and bite it. Okay, next in the order is the Mind Flayer. The Mind Flayer is going to go after Fluffles, and it is going to try and hit you with these tentacles. Okay, oh, and Fluffles is no longer translucent. Okay. So... He's kind of regained his composure. Does 17 hit you? Oh, yeah. And it hurts. Okay. Um, and then 15 psychic damage. And you are grappled and you must succeed on... It doesn't say... What the hell? I'm so mad now. I, like, pasted it into fucking Word and then I didn't want to do a thing. Oh, Lord. Wait a gosh tarn to it in second. Please. Oh, thank you. Okay. So you are grappled and must succeed on a 15 intelligence saving throw. Okay. 18 plus nothing okay you're fine so yeah you're just you're grappled you're grappled now okay uh next in the order is can the mind player do anything while inside of the bag i don't know so it's gonna roll a strength check to see if it can pry itself back out badly roll badly roll badly but i have retconned it's uh it rolled badly so oh great awesome um it just your bag wriggles (laughs) ew next in the order is it's rowan and he's gonna come at the remaining one with his great axe. Also did not level him up here. Okay, whatever. Fuck it. So his first swipe at it misses and the second swipe hits. Interesting. Okay, then he okay, and next in the order is Azura. Alright, so, sorry, I just grabbed a mouthful of pine nuts. (laughs) Very yum. Frustrated that her magic isn't doing anything, Azura is gonna draw both of her scimitars, and she's going to dual wield, which means I get a plus one to my AC. Okay. So right now I'm at 13 AC instead of 12. I know it's- Oh my god, I forgot forgot dual wielder gave us that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, And are you gonna get me an action or was drawing my weapons my action? I feel like drawing your weapons is something you would do like as somebody else is attacking it. So yeah, I'll give you another action. Okay. Um, Azura is gonna run up to this mind flare and she's going to attack it with both of her sword. Okay. Roll. Am I rolling two 20s then and then two of the hit dice? Yeah. Okay. I'm oh, sorry, oh. I've never actually played a character that dual wielded before so i i just wanted to make sure <laughs> i'm not sure how it works either i just it makes sense to me it yeah. is not two 20s for an attack because it's still one attack oh okay you're just using oh. weapons because that's my i have the same thing and that's what i've been using this entire time so it's one attack and then you just roll damage twice yeah. awesome okay. so i rolled an 11 
plus five, so 16. Yep, roll that. All right. And I roll a d6 plus two for both of my scimitars. So it'll be two d6. First one is five plus two, which is seven. And then my second one is six plus two, which is eight. That one's looking bloodied. Get so, the fuck out. <laughs> right, get the uh, fuck out. Where did you come from? Fucking Davy Jones's locker? <laughs> so, Azara, with that, can you make a wisdom save for me? Fuck. Yeah, I guess. I am doing good on those rolls today. I rolled a 16 plus 6. Perfect. Okay, so next in the order is uh, Belle. So, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try and shove him in my bag of holding. Roll a, roll a dex save to see if you can 20. manage it. Oh, perfect. Um, and then can you roll an athletics to make sure that you can get it to do it over his head? Got a 9. Um, you kind of get it on his head, and but he like shoves you back. Oh, damn it. So and is that my turn? Can I just yell something if it is? It's totally fine if it is. That is your turn. Yep. Okay, awesome. I just yell, get him in the bag. Oh, wait, sorry. Hem, him. Hey, everyone, get him in the bag. Let's just get him in the bag, break the bag, throw it away. We don't have to do anything about it. Just help, help. Okay, next in the order is Tika, and Tika isn't sure how to help you with that. Just push him in the bag. So he's gonna, well, the guy's back is turned from Tika. Tika's gonna run up behind him and as he's, as he is running, he's gonna have his rapier aimed into the guy's back to help kind of push. So when he runs into him, he's gonna stab his rapier into him and then push him off the rapier in towards you, your bag. Nice. Oh, he just makes it. Okay. So he, he succeeds with a little bit of difficulty and then he... It stumbles towards you, and it's just coughing up blood at this point. It is almost dead. So, uh, the mind player is almost dead? Yeah. Um, awesome. With his second attack, yeah, he's going to action surge again, and he's going to swipe at it one more time the way he did before, so running into it and then hitting it. And that was an 18 plus 6, and then he's going to do... Oh, he dies even before he hits the ground. Oh, nice. Awesome. He's full on dead. Tika fucking destroyed him. And then all that's left is the one in the bag. And as you guys turn to the one in the bag, you see two more jump through the portal. Oh my God, and I can close that. Can everybody with magic make a wisdom saving throw for me? But I don't, right? Yes, you do. But I rolled the 20. Yeah, you already missed the one that Azura had to roll. Oh, uh, lame. 25. Five. Okay, Azura. I rolled a six plus six, so 12. You failed. So as you start to feel the effects of the mind flare enter your mind. You are basically, you are now charmed by the creature. The, you have a telepathic link with it as long as you two are on the same plane of existence and it's the one that showed up in place of the one that Jenna put in the bag and it can command you basically what right now and and the only thing that's clear in your mind is kill the non-magic wielders. So is she charmed then? Yeah. Okay, great. I'll, I'll save you. But before none of you guys are aware yet that this is happening to her and the um the last thing that you guys hear before like you guys don't even get the chance to fight because soon the door is opening up at the end of the hallway and rushing in are all the fighters with Lashin at the helm and La they take one look at Lashin and Lashin's basically like done the magic to close the portal and he's destroyed the um where was he six rounds
pounds ago. Jeez. <laughs> getting down the stairs, like being told getting down here. I don't know if you realize this, but this all happened within the span of like a minute. I know, but like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to make a sassy comment, but it's fine. <laughs> so he comes in, his cloak's billowing around him, and he destroys the, the part of the console that feeds the, te- the teleportation magic. And it just as like another mind flayer's head is coming through, it breaks and the head and arm fall to the floor. And the other two mind flayers look around them and go like, what the fuck? And they try their hardest to go after Lashin, but Lashin takes this moment to just have the fighters go at them and the fighters take them away and like, blow them away in like a couple blows. And Lashin turns to the fighters and says, get these two off the floor and take them to the infirmary immediately. And they, they pick up the two people that had been crawling away from the chaos during the whole fight to avoid getting trampled and destroyed. And, and then he says to a couple others, take these flares out to the courtyard and burn them down burn them get rid of them and then he turns to you guys and he says is everybody okay who's, um, who's hurt keisha yeah now that the mind player is dead am i still feeling the effect of that thing no oh but you, you have this distinct feeling and memory of not being able to control anything and you could feel the bloodlust from the mind flayers the one thing that you do remember is the look of the same person that you saw in the forest as a kid <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. Okay. And Lash, like, is out of his nose. Like, that's all you see. He's just breathing really heavily, and pink bubbles are coming out of his nose. Uh, Lashin gives you, like, a curious side eye, and he he says, Fluffles, do you mind moving to a room where you're not going to hurt people with those? Fluffles just nods and, like, shakingly walks somewhere else. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think you just kind of go to the weapons room halfway down the hallway, yeah. because you were kind of scorching some of the people that were there to help. They were getting hurt by the bubbles. Fluffles isn't even realizing any of this. He's in his own room. He probably barely just heard Lashin, so he's just kind of walking wherever it takes him. Realize he's in the weapons room. Okay, and then he uh, down the hallway comes Kelly, and he heals everybody back up to full health. And he, him, along with a couple other clerics, and so Oddbell's already gone. She ran to go find her brother. Like, and I feel like she probably just ran past Lashin and gave him the bag with the beholder in it, and just peaced out. The beholder. Like, not even a word. I'm sorry, the mind flare. And is that what it was? Mind flare? Yeah, and doesn't even say anything else. Like, just puts the bag in his just pushes it into his chest and runs. You are acutely aware that you have no idea where the infirmary is. I have no idea, but I'm just going to keep running and running and running and running and running and just yelling and screaming and like, where? And yeah, do I have a spell for this? Do I have a spell for this? When t- eventually oh, no. I'll have a spell for it. Why everything. not just yell, where's the infirmary? Oh, is yeah. Not- where's the infirmary? I need to get to the infirmary. Ten minutes ago. God. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, someone directs you to the infirmary. Yeah, you can see whatever you want to see. You, we can come back to that, but that's what I'm doing i just leave i can't move forward without you so we're just gonna follow you (laughs) okay great Um, you can't just give me the biggest bomb drop that my brother's back and not expect oddbell to be that's the only thing she's thinking about yeah okay you uh someone directs you to the infirmary but you find that the infirmary is locked up and they will not let you in what an asshole thing to do (laughs) yeah no i like okay well She's gonna, they like, say, on the they door. say that Lashin said that nobody's allowed to enter unless they are expressly permitted. Is there like like a like an eye hole or something that they can see me or are they just yelling at me through the door? They're on the same side of the door as you and the door is 
locked behind them. Okay, I'm going to look at them straight in the eye and say, does this face look like a face that gives a shit about what Lashin says? Do these look I, like I, faces that care what you have to say? Go. Go do what you're supposed to be doing. She sits on the floor. Okay, so everybody else, once Fluffles has calmed down and come back to the crowd, Lashin lets them all know that the East Campus has been infiltrated and basically burned to the ground. That the supporters of Toruk have been, have taken it over and that most of the people that were there are now either under his control or dead. And these were people from the, from this campus that were, that made it, managed to make it their way back. Lashin turns to Long John and says that, and says to everybody, so it looks like our intel was correct that Toruk so supporters have been breeding mind flayers for specifically this. Your team will be sent to the East Campus to be secured. All portal travel is no longer permitted. Send the owls, send the ravens, send whatever you have to, to the North Campus to let them know. My assumption is that they will not know, but portal travel is forbidden currently. As for you guys, and he turns to Rowan, Tika, Fluffles, and Azura and says, your team will be sent to Toth regardless because there are people up there that need your help. You guys will be having to travel the old-fashioned way. Calypso will guide you on the boat. You guys are never to be solo. Two magic wielders are never to be partnered together. It will be magic wielders and non-magic wielders together. That's okay. the only that's the only way for you all to stay safe. Wait, where's where's Odd Bell? Um I saw her running, yelling for the infirmary, and uh, that guy that they brought through the portal. Um, she said something about her brother when the fight started. What? Oh my goodness. Well, he will be safe here. He will need to be... He's not going to wake up, and we need her out in the field. Can someone go get her and bring her here? Fluffles will do it. He'll just nod and start walking. Just not even care. Like, he just... He is so out of it right now. Thank you, Fluffles. When uh, Fluff comes and finds me, I'm just sobbing outside the door. I, I feel like Fluffles just kind of sits down next to you and holds you for a little bit, and you feel him shaking. But then at some point... When you both, when we both kind of calm down, he just looks and he says, "Still have to leave." I'm trying to figure out what Odd Bell would do because while I okay, while Jenna completely understands that this story needs to move on, Odd Bell has not seen her brother in five years and has, for the last five years, thought he was dead. Oh, I know, I know. So her not even seeing him before she has to leave and like after this giant attack, yeah, he's safe here. But what is safe here? You know, she yeah. completely thinks that she's gonna leave and she's gonna come back and everything's going to be gone and her brother's actually going to be dead and she wouldn't even got have gotten to say I'm sorry or thank you or anything or where's mom and dad like she wouldn't even been able to have that kind of conversation or just see him and like see that he's breathing you know be be aware that Lashin is not aware of what happened he's not aware so him he's the one that needs to let you in and you have not displayed any of this to him you just took off um (laughs) odd bell kind of like start shaking or anything after Fluffles says what he says. I think she's just stops crying and kind of goes silent. Because like, I think Fluffles will drop his voice. Believe me, if anything happens to him, something will happen to Murphy and I'll help you burn this place down myself. I haven't seen him in five years. I just Fluffles. want to see breathing, you know? Like I just, what if he's not even breathing? What if the last time I saw him was that, you know? What if I could help him? I could save him. I could bring him back. I could bring him back. I could make sure he's okay. And no one is letting me in. I feel like Fluff gives you like a really, really big hug and then he stands up to the guards and he looks at them and he says, really? You think this is any use to Lashin? Not letting her at least know the poor boy is alive? 
like awkwardly look at each other. Can I roll an intimidation check? <laughs> sure. My little favorite intimidating drow. Just ruining Keisha's day. <laughs> 13 plus. What's my intimidation? Five. Oh shit. 18. So they kind of like get really awkward and you notice that you've seen some of them in your classes and they thought you were their friend but now you're like really menacing and they're like oh my god. So they kind of like oh okay um they like knock on the door and the person inside who locked the door like lets them and they're like wait what 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 the fuck uh yeah uh the tabaxi his sister's here wait Carson has a sister yeah surprise I just say in like absolute tears just like surprise um Lashen said no one's allowed in yeah I know but fluffles and they're like oh yeah okay <laughs> Okay, so I can just go up to him. First of all, see if he's breathing. He is, but he's not conscious. And while his wounds are healed, he is not woken yet. Clerics have uh, already seen to him. Okay, I think Oddbell would want to do at least something. Think she would do. Jenna, does, would Oddbell have anything on her that her brother would recognize? Ooh, right, wow, that's a really that's a good idea that I definitely didn't think of. Oh, um, I think that she. Does mention that in game? But this was Jackie to Jenna. Okay. Um, I mean, that's a really good idea, and that's definitely something that Oddbell would at least think of that Jenna isn't thinking of because she wants oh. to get this. Yeah, so um, what I think she would do is she would use her staff of flowers to grow a flower that grew in where they grew up and just leave it beside him. Do I have any idea what kind of flower that would be? No. Pick one. Let's do... Maybe try to find a specific moon blooming flower. Hmm. A moon flower? <laughs> okay. It is a fast growing tropical vine that is often used as an annual to colder regions. I guess that could work. Okay. And then just leaves it beside him. And then she kisses him on the forehead and she looks at Fluffles and she says, all right, let's go kill some motherfucking monsters. (laughs) 